Voice of the Bombers, one-on-one with Mike O'Shea, the Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Thank you, Christian. Hi, everybody. 780-6868 is our phone and text number if you have questions, comments, good well wishes, or anything else for Mike O'Shea, the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mike, let's start off with a name that has been on the tips of the tongues of Winnipegers in the last 24 hours since he was released by the Arizona Cardinals, quarterback Chris Strevler. Is he on a plane to Winnipeg yet? <laughs> no. He's, uh, I'm sure he's waiting for another opportunity that he that he really deserves. So um, I, I do think there's, uh, you know, a, a bunch of interest, obviously, from all the fans. I, I, I heard Twitter was blowing up, um, mm. obviously. You know, he was a, a big part of our 2019 win and, and certainly, uh, you know, the iconic celebration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll never uh, forget that. Yeah, I do think that, and I haven't spoken to him, but I imagine he's going to wait and and just let the emotion of being released sort of subside and then try and make a good decision for himself. So, mm-hmm. um, No rules in the CFL prohibiting teams from bringing players in at this time, though, are there? No, but I think they can't go back. So if you signed a, a player and then released him a couple weeks later, I don't know that they can... Go back now. I, I don't understand all the rules. I don't have them, yep. you know, memorized or anything like that. But it's my belief that he, that he wouldn't be allowed to go back and, and compete in the this NFL season now. Okay. So, but I, I, I you, somebody else would have to verify that. In the next one or two days, if he called you and said, "I want to come up," what would you tell him? I'd certainly have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would, under normal circumstances. Well, this would be a bit of an abnormal circumstance. Would you be reluctant to? Bring a player in at this point in this season. Well, if you if he's familiar with what we're doing, no, certainly less reluctant. Obviously, um, you look at Winston Rose and Sergio Castillo; they're both guys that we've had here mm-hmm. and are very familiar with, and we understand um, who they are as players and as teammates. So, uh, knowing Chris Treveller fairly well, he. Uh, he certainly was one of us for a good chunk of time and, and helped us out quite a bit. What do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to stay put and try to get another shot in the NFL. That's what I think he's going to do. Okay. Let's go back to the final game of the regular season just for a minute. You lost in Calgary 13-12. I know you guys were bothered by the the way the game ended and the, how you had that 12 nothing lead, but... To me, there was a lot more good than bad in that game. Would you agree with that or not? Well, we certainly fifty-four minutes of pretty pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, we we made some mistakes, and it was good to get it on film, and and certainly good to uh, be able to make some corrections. Obviously, we've always talked about this. It's a lot easier, or a lot more pleasant, I should say, to make the corrections and still have two points in the bank. Um, so. It was it was a, a, certainly a, a disappointment. I know the coaching staff took it hard, and um, I certainly didn't feel very good about my part in it either. Yeah, you talked about your part in our post-game show, and you were quite critical of yourself. Just for those who didn't hear that, uh, explain what, what, you, what bothered you about what you did. Yeah, I, I, I put Richie Hall in a pickle. I, I wanted max pressure and... Um, 
you know, Richie was, as we talked about it after, he was certainly going to bring, bring some pressure, but um, I wanted the most amount of pressure. And with some of the younger guys we had in there and maybe the, the number of reps that they had taken um, in that call, um, and then also the time of game, you know, we really could have let them um, use up a, a chunk more clock even if they had driven down and and scored, um, we probably would have been in a better situation, obviously, because the clock would have been working against them. Yeah. So we talk about the 54 minutes, your defense. I, I was super impressed with your defense. I thought they sent a message or made a statement with the Stampeders, uh, Bo Levi and Jake Mayer, their young quarterback, who's pretty good. Uh, for 54 minutes, they couldn't get anything done. You must have felt like your defense really had a strong outing until... The breakdowns late. Uh, they did. They had a uh, they had a pretty darn good game. Um, certainly, these kind of things are great reminders that you you got to finish teams off, and um, when you get opportunities, you got to make good on them, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and also the great reminder, as we know in the CFL, nothing's over. It's never over, right? When people say, "Oh, why didn't you play this guy late?" Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that the game's ever in hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's right. Well, when Hakuna Venu, Luther Hakuna Venu, scored that 57-yard touchdown, then that's when it hit me that there's a pretty good chance you might lose the game because now it's a two-point game. Um, you've got your young quarterback in there. If you could have made a couple of first downs, you could have run out the clock. But uh, at that point, uh, it looked like Calgary had all the momentum. Anyway, the game's over. Have you... You know, it doesn't. That game doesn't matter now, right? I mean, it really doesn't. You got a game on December the fifth that matters. Uh, correct. It it doesn't matter. The the standings are, you know, it's zero zero in the standings really right now. So, um, I I think our team obviously had a a, a pretty good season, but uh, we're not focused on that anymore. We're not looking backwards at all. We're not patting ourselves on the back. We're moving forward and certainly putting plans together for a couple of different opponents that we could see. Yeah. I know when you'll pat yourselves on the back, uh, and that would be the 12th never? day of December. <laughs> that no, never. no, that would be the 12th day of December. <laughs> to a point, you would anyway. Yeah. But, Mike, this is a pretty impressive season. I know you lost the last two games, and there were circumstances surrounding that. But, man, oh, man, in a lot of ways, this was a season for the ages. Have you had a chance to enjoy that? No. Not really. I, I I did. I said this before. I I kind of underestimated how we as a staff, a coaching staff, would feel after losing that last one. It was nobody was happy. You know, it was not even just okay. The season's over. Let's go. It was there was pretty sour looks for a day. You know, and then we we moved on as as you need to. And it's good that we have an extra couple of days so that we. We could uh, move on and then take a, a slight rest, you know. I think the, the coaches certainly got home a, a little earlier uh, tonight, you know, than they yeah. would have normally. So, But they'll be back grinding tomorrow and from this point forward. What are they doing? Looking at Calgary and Saskatchewan with a microscope? Yeah, and, and having just played Calgary, you know, some of that, once again, the the – the busy work of coaching is done. So the film is broken down. The scouting reports are 
formulated the cover sheets, all the stuff that you computer stuff that you got to do. Um, and the, and you know, they put a lot of work into the, getting the ideas and the game plan ready. So, um, you know, there's, they spent a couple more days now on Saskatchewan because we haven't played them since since the Banjo Bowl. So that's really where the focus has been. And then we will continue with that and get out on the field late in the week and just sort of clear up some things mm-hmm. that we want to see and put our team in some situational football, get out in the cold weather again. That's Friday, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Saturday, Sunday, like we're we're... We're going to practice right so, right through the weekend. Yeah, and they're not they're not going to be uh, as long, um, and the meetings won't be as long. But it certainly will keep the guys uh, going, and there, there will be competitive practices. They just won't be uh, the same number of reps. Okay, seven eight zero six eight six eight. Back to take your phone calls and your texts. It's the coaches show with Mike O'Shea. It's brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link Technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner and it's on 680 CJOB. And we'll get to the phone calls in a minute, but our first text is from Jim. Hi, Coach. Do you expect Brandon Alexander at practice this week? Uh, Maybe not at practice, but we'll see. I know he's doing quite a bit better, so... Good chance he'll be yeah, ready I fully to go on the fifth. To play, yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, here's one from Marco. I was Brandon Alexander. <laughs> so yeah. we've answered that. Uh, the comparisons to other years and bomber teams are irrelevant. This is a very good, well-prepared and coached team. Looking forward to attending December 5th and then assuming we make it to the Cup. I plan to be there, too, with many other bomber fans, I expect. Wishing you great success, Coach O'Shea. This is Bob sending in a note. Fantastic, Bob. Dress warmly on the 5th. Yeah. Um, Here's another one about Brandon Alexander. And also, do you anticipate having all of your starters on the roster for the West Final? They're all starters. They're all going to be on the roster, everybody. (laughs) So I'm not laughing at that answer. (laughs) Question for Coach O'Shea. Do you think you'll be in the CFL as long as Bob Irving... (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a beauty it is a beauty yeah one could only hope oh yeah right well now we haven't had heard from the kubi kid i haven't heard from the kubi kid all year mike but uh i'm going to give kubi a couple of minutes here to uh let us know what he thinks about the season just completed how are you cam we're proud of the blue bomber name (laughs) so proud of its glory and fame we were the best of the least in the east to go to the great cup game so cheer on the Blue Bomber name, because we are the best of the rest in the West to go to the 2021 Great Cup game for three years running champs. All right. You got a question in there, <laughs> Coob, or what? Bob, I've been on the DL in the hospital for five months. Yeah. But the Kubi kid is going to be at the game. The Kubasaw might be frozen, but I will be there with bells and whistles on come hell or high water. And Coach... I'm so proud of you, and there's no way I'm going to miss this game. And my buddy's last game broadcasting a home game. So, Bob, <laughs> I love you. I love you to death, buddy. Thanks, Cam. Co- go get him, Coach. Go get him. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Kubi. Thank you, Cam. You take care of yourself now. All right, Gail, you're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Gail. Good evening, gentlemen. I have a question and a wish. Question, who would you rather play honest answer mr o'shea <laughs> oh there's there's i guess pros and cons to 
to each team, right? They're, um, I think we match up well with, with both teams. So, um, you know, we've sort of talked about this as a coaching staff and, and we all came to the same consensus. Um, either one where we find seeing uh, on the fifth and each coach has their own opinion on who's going to come through, but uh, I won't share those with you, but uh, I, I, I think we, we match up well with both teams. Okay, my wish is, Mr. Irving, my wish you the best in your next endeavor. You are going to be sorely missed. And I am going to be at the game on the 5th, screaming my head off. You'll probably hear me. And I'm wishing for the best for you guys on the 5th. Thanks. Thank you very much. Gail, thanks for the call. I don't have a next endeavor, by the way. Uh, Harry, you're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead. Good evening, gentlemen. First, and then I'll say it later on, congratulations, Bob. Thank you. Coach say? Yeah. 1972, I was in the Western Final. I was there, and you bring the couple. That's all I got to say. All right. Yeah. Harry, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you. The 72 Western Final, that's uh, not a good memory for Bomber fans. You probably... Aren't familiar with that, Mike O'Shea, but it was the first place bomber team that lost at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I, just, just the facts. Yeah, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, people still. <laughs> the, the late, the late Jerry Maslowski, and uh, God rest his soul, what a wonderful guy he was. He never ever got over the outcome of that game. But <laughs> if we got Jerry going on that game, he just lost his mind. Brian, you're on the coaches show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Brian. Hi, guys. Mike, I have a question for you at the end. Sure. But Bob, first I want to say, I remember the first time I heard you broadcast the game in 1974, and I thought this was special, where you painted a picture of what's happening in the game. And, yes, these are big shoes to fill. You're like the Alistair Beck of radio broadcast, and I wish you a happy retirement. Thank you. Um, Mike, it would be great to do something that hasn't been done during Bob's tenure, which is win back-to-back Grey Cup games. So can you go 1-0 and zero, two games in a row? That's the plan. <laughs> okay, well, good luck on your on game in the fifth. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brian, for the call. Much appreciated. Um, this is the first. Well, you had a bye at the end of 2019, Mike, but it was a bye at the end of the regular season before you went on the road for the playoffs. This is the first chance as a head coach you've had a chance to deal with a bye before uh, the playoff game. What do you have to do different? Do you have to have a different thought process? Does it require more planning? How is it different? Uh, We're trying to treat it like the buy we had at the end of the 2019 season. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the difference, one of the differences would be um, during that buy, we knew exactly who our opponents were in the order, right? We knew we had to go to Calgary. We knew we had to go to Sask. And we were pretty darn sure we would have had to play Hamilton. In Calgary, you know, they finished whatever fifteen and three, so yep. we're pretty sure they were coming out of the East. So the the planning was probably a little bit easier because you knew exactly what was going on. So mm-hmm. um, same opponents now, we just don't know who we're getting first. So you got to double it up, and um, maybe you're not as um, you know the the number of days and the sequence of it is 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 different on how you're gonna plan but still uh even getting this by i've said it before um different decisions and but the same amount same number of decisions you got to make and it's always roster stuff and injury stuff you got to deal with and 
and then trying to figure out what's right for this team. That's different because every team's different. Even though we have a lot of the same players, it's two years later. Yeah. So there's got to be some differences in how you do things. Here's one from Bill in St. James. Coach, I really respect you calling yourself out in the post-game show for all those amateur coaches out there. Was that a moment of emotion over analysis? What is your self-reflection? Oh, I, well, I was getting too far ahead of myself. I was looking towards the end of the game and um, didn't take the, the clock into uh, account like I should have. Um, so I was looking at the special teams plays we would have had to <laughs> get going at the end of the game and and part of it is I wanted to get our, I wanted to get them off the field you know I just wanted to put an end to it uh quickly by getting them off the field and I didn't I didn't you know by asking Richie to do that I certainly I wasn't putting the group uh the defenders uh you know on the field at the current time in the best position that they could have been put in so uh certainly a, a good lesson to learn and a uh the the best time to learn it, probably, <laughs> comparatively. You probably wouldn't have done that, though, in a game that, say, was for first place. You know, where the circumstances so unusual with backups and all yeah, that sort I, of stuff. I was, I was looking down the road at the special teams we would have to play, and then the guys would have to go back out there, and some of the guys we were resting would have to be out there. Like some of the guys that we'd already taken out of the game would have mm. to go back in. And I've just seen... Uh, you know, a couple of the time when when you let your foot off the gas in games, and then the cascade effect it has on the rest of the game. And I've said this in another circumstance. You know, you 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 take a bad hit in in blackjack, and it changes the rest of the deck, right? So if you <laughs> if you um, you know, the way I was thinking is I wanted this to end right now yeah. so that we didn't alter the deck <laughs> too much. Well, they converted, a th- I think it was a third and eight. And if you stop them there, the game's over, basically. Right? Yeah. yeah, or if we stop them on the first, you know, we get a sack on the first down, it's over, too. Right. We had pressure on that one, too. Yeah. So yeah. It's funny. Here we are still talking about this game. And the game is, in so many ways, it's insignificant to the season you had. And yet, uh, it's still a an annoyance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it's it's... Time to move on. I, yeah. I understand it's not time to move on for the fans, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, for the callers. But uh, Well, I think the fans have moved on. Yeah. Um, nobody's talking to me about that game anymore. <laughs> if they are, they're saying, hey, who cares? It's yeah. December 5. Yeah. 780-6868. Uh, we'll come back with the Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea on 680 CJOB. Thanks, Christian. Uh, here's a question. Bob, tell Mike to win the biggest part of the game December 5th, and that's the coin toss. How important is the coin toss, Mike O'Shea? Well, you know, in the Calgary game with the wind the way it was, I would have said it would have been very important. But the wind, uh, so we won the toss and deferred, and we ended up uh, getting the wind in the second, and we would have got it in the fourth also because we would have, um, we would have had the choice in the second half. But uh, the wind died. Yeah. It basically completely died in the second half. It was still cold, but it wasn't like anything like it was uh, in the first half. But uh, the way the wind was going, it was a difference of, I want to say, uh, 20 yards on a field goal probably, mm-hmm. close to that. Okay. Um, so you think about all the punting and the, even the throws and stuff like that. But it, because it died, it, it really didn't make that much of a difference at the end. 
Um, Irene sends a nice text wishing me the best. Thank you, Irene. Uh, Coach, wishing you and the team best of luck in the upcoming games. Luck. Awesome. Is that a word? You don't like the word luck, do you? I mean, when she says best of luck, you know what she means. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel luck factors into sports results very much, do you? Wow. There is some of it, I guess. Depends, yeah. you know, the ball's not round, it bounces funny, you know, distracted ref. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it could be there there are some things that are that are interesting that you probably don't even know that I probably wouldn't even know happen or how they transpire that could amount to that, I'm sure. So I watched a NFL game last night and Tom Brady threw a pass to Mike Evans. It hit Ev- it hit Evans on the shoulder. Yeah. Popped in the air, was intercepted. Saw the replay of that. So yeah. yeah, so it's a pick on Brady's record, which is probably is that bad luck or that's just bad execution by Mike Evans, right? Is well, that luck? I guess it, you know, it depends on the, where Brady put the ball too, you know. There could be some location um issue with that how hard he threw it at that point. He you threw know? it pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I guess uh, I wouldn't say it was bad luck because, you know, it bounces up and the defender's breaking on it anyway. So there's, um, he's in the right place at the right time, but he, he'd be going there anyway because the, that's where the ball's going. Yeah. Uh, Nick wants to know if I had my own bomber jersey, what number would I have? It'd be 68, Nick, for CJOB. <laughs> uh, the expression is that it's easier to win when you're winning. Granted, Bombers were not playing their A team, but they are on a two-game skid. Last season, they charged into the postseason. This year, it's a little different. Is there anything that needs to be done to make them refocus? No. We, yeah, we're not ever concerned about anything in a row, wins or losses. <laughs> you know, it's always the reasons why we either won or lost this particular contest. And then, like we've said before, we've moved on to the, to the West Final already. He talks about focus, Mike. Your team has had remarkable focus this year in the, you know, let's go 1-0 this week. Uh, I can't remember, pardon me, that being your sort of your mantra right from day one here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but how have you, how would you describe how the players have bought into this? Because it's been very successful. Yeah, that's never really been my my saying uh, it's been adopted by by the team and the players if they if the leaders talk that way and it rings true to to all the players in the locker room then that's a very positive thing um how have they remained focused i think in part it's the way the roster has been made up with veteran leaders that have been there and done that mm-hmm. so they they know when to have fun and when to work and they spend a lot of time working and I think they have fun working hard you know I think they they've they have the ability to enjoy the grind Mm -hmm. and that's that's an important trait to have you need uh, a lot of athletes who are self-driven yeah I'm I wouldn't say I'm that guy who's going to give the speech that's going to motivate people I I do I do think we have very driven athletes, self-motivated. I do think to get to this level, you have to be self-motivated. I don't think that's a, a rare quality, uh, you know, possessed by a pro athlete. This is, I think that's more common than not. If you aren't self-motivated as a pro athlete, you're not going to get there or stay there long. So That's my phone. I'll shut it off. Yeah, but some athletes are... I think you'd agree with me, are more driven than others. 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. You have some on your team, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think they're they're great um, role models in terms of how it should be done and, you know, how to measure yourself in terms of the effort you give and or what you get out of your your day. I think a lot of our players could look around to a lot of our leaders and see what it really takes to be excellent. Mm-hmm. And they're shining examples of it. Once again, it's fun to go to work every day and and watch them be excellent. Like yep. they really, they really got it going on, and they've got it figured out. I mean, they, our defense, especially, it's unbelievable. They have been on point over and over and over again. It, yeah. Nothing seems to shake them from that. Yeah. Well, back to that Calgary game. The first fifty-four minutes, I thought, wow, if these, if your defense plays like this. In the playoff game, uh, you, you you can't be beat. That's the way I was thinking, and I know you don't think in those terms, or maybe you do. But anyway, that's as good I thought they looked. Uh, here's a text. I was one of several Bomber fans who traveled to Calgary for the game. I saw them in the stands. I'm sure you did too, Mike. I would say the weather was colder than forecast. I saw two heaters with a huddle in front the whole game for December 5th. Make sure you have lots of heaters. <laughs> well, whatever whatever we have, the opposition has to have. And that's the first time we've used heaters uh, this year. We choose not to use them um, when they are available mostly. But this game, we uh, it was a good test to see how players would react and see how many times we were short on the field or there might have been a substitution error because guys are stuck to the heaters. Yep. Um, so it, it was a good sort of dry run for that uh, because it will be cold on the on the 5th. Uh, but our, our, our players were pretty spot on. I think I saw a couple guys sort of running in later than I would have liked, but uh, they were still on the field. Yep. It was minus eight when that game started in Calgary, minus nine as the evening went on. The long range for December 5th is minus eight or minus nine. And I thought your team functioned pretty well. Yeah, it really comes down to the wind. Yeah. The wind chill is really what it comes down to. I think uh, it was certainly a lot colder than minus uh, eight or nine on the field in that warm-up in first half, for sure. When the wind was blowing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I don't know what the wind show registered at, but it was yeah. it was chilly. And your quarterback had a short sleeve jersey on and no gloves like Bo Levi. He seems to handle it well. That's a good sign, too. And you probably yeah, knew that. I, but he loves that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good evening, Bob and Coach O'Shea. Good luck in the West Final. We'll be there cheering for the Bombers. Uh, that's from Perry and Bonnie. Thank you, Perry and Bonnie. Coach O'Shea, speaking of distracted refs, <laughs> I haven't read this over. At your last home game in the second half, you and the side judges were jawing pretty good on the sidelines. At least you were. Well, that's what it said. I didn't put that in. It's here, Mike. What exactly were you telling him? It seemed like a pretty long conversation. I've seen it a number of times this season. So have I, Ron. What are you, what are you telling them, Mike? <laughs> I'm not telling them anything. I'm asking them questions <laughs> and trying to um, get more information so I can grow. As a coach. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to sell that or what? No. I, I I saw one of our players get pushed from behind, and it's yeah. um, we, we were guilty of it too. We took a couple penalties this game that I just would like to have back for sure. So would the players. But, you know, we've lost a couple guys to injury this year on, on special teams where they got pushed from behind. And it's, uh, it's one of those things I think we need to try to clean up this offseason. That really bothers you, doesn't it? Drives it drives me nuts. Yeah. Because you can coach it. 
Mm. You can you can choose not to accept it. You know, we, we've over the course of my time here, we've kept players on the bench or not dressed because they just can't figure out how to not take penalties, and it's uh, especially in the return game. It's it's tough to take. You lose a lot of yards. Boy, do you ever. 780-6868. It's the Coach Show with Mike O'Shea, brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Tank Liberty Link technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner. We'll be right back with Bomber Head Coach Mike O'Shea. Welcome back to the last few minutes of the show. Uh, this is a text from uh, Jeff. And he says, people need to relax. The Bombers got this. Now, he's talking about the cold weather. He says, I've been to an NFL game in Green Bay, and it was freaking cold that day, too. So, and then he goes, so, you're not worried. I know, Mike O'Shea, you're not worried about the cold, are you? No, our, our players are are wired for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Big John sends a very interesting text. He says, I just want to say my friend Don passed away on Sunday. He was a huge Blue Bomber fan, season ticket holder for years. I know his spirit will help you guys win the cup again. You guys sent him a blanket as he laid in the hospital. A lot of respect to you all at the Bombers. That's nice. I appreciate it, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, there's one about me. Thank you. I appreciate all these nice things you're saying to me, folks, but I, uh, this is the show where you get a chance to talk to <laughs> Mike O'Shea. Hey, Bob, is there another coach show next week? Yes, there is. It'll be Tuesday night. Uh, again next week, too, because there's a Jets game next Monday. Mike, just wanted to congratulate you on a remarkable season. Let's go get that cup. That's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. Bob, you should read the text people send to you. I'd like to hear them, too, and so would they. Yeah, and that would uh, that wouldn't sound very good, I don't think. All right, let me ask you about the teams you might play uh, in the final. Mike, this weekend we have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at home. To the Calgary Stampeders, I love this matchup. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. They uh, they battle it out during the regular season. Start with Calgary. What what are the parts of their game that you're going to be watching, and what do you think they have to do if they're going to be successful? Well, they've certainly rounded into form. Um, you know, I think what happened to them early in the season was an anomaly. But Levi Mitchell has come back quite nicely. Uh, you know, they've got Kadeem Carey, he's a very good running back. I think their defense has really uh, gelled in the last little while so they are they are Calgary as we uh, as we've come to know them what about their quarterbacking Bo Levi wasn't very good in your game um, Jake Mayer came in and I don't know he played better in those last few minutes anyway I, certainly Bo Levi is going to start but uh, I don't know he, he hasn't had the kind of season we're, we're used to him having and there's been some issues with his health and all the rest of it but he's a pretty key guy isn't he yeah I don't I don't foresee any change, uh, you know, not even in-game. Levi Mitchell has taken them uh, to the Cup several times, and and he, he would be their guy. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Kadeem Carey. He's really made a difference. Do you see them approaching the game a little differently now and relying a bit more on the run than they have in recent years? Yeah, I think so. And he's also good out of the backfield. He, you know, as we've talked about him, he's like their prototypical CFL back. He can... Mm-hmm. He can run the ball hard and and in different areas of the field, um, different areas of the uh, you know points of attack. Uh, he can certainly block uh, well. He's physical in that regard, and he catches the ball out of the backfield. So mm-hmm. um, they he he has become a big part 
or more of a part of, of their offense, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and they feel good about the way he plays in cold weather, and they probably have some cold weather in Regina. What about the Rough Riders? How do you see them right now, Mike? Well, they you know, they've got a couple additions or um you know, Evans is back and and Duke Williams signed there. So they mm-hmm. they've probably from when we've seen them, they've changed offensively in terms of the the upgrade at receiver, you know. Um they you know, Powell can run the ball. Uh Cody Fajardo has has, you know, had a had a good season again. Um and defensively they they fly around and and take the ball away, and their defensive front, their defensive line, get after it. So uh, they've got the two top uh, sack leaders in the CFL, and they also have Micah Johnson, who everybody knows, a big, thick, tough defensive interior defensive lineman. Um, so they they pose a lot of problems there too. What'll make the difference in that game between Calgary and Sask? Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, Bo Levi, if yep. he's on, he's he'll he'll be on. He'll be very tough to stop. Okay, Andrew, you're on the coach's show with Michael Shea. Go ahead, Andrew. Good evening, gentlemen. Great to be on. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, so first, Bob, <laughs> thank you. And you may think you're just a voice on the radio, but you're not. You've been my best friend at Bomber Games for 40 years as I listened to you and my comrade in arms. And it's been a pleasure, even though I've never met you, it's been a pleasure being your friend. Well, thank uh, so you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, Mike, I have a question, a little bit about the angst of your team. You, you touched a little bit on it earlier about what this team is like. And I, I find them quite fascinating thinking about what goes on in, in that dressing room. Two players in particular, uh, Brandon Alexander. When I hear him speak, he's, he's kind of like General Patton. It's sort of like, <laughs> if we do the work, it'll get done kind of guy. And at the other end of the spectrum, there's Rashid Bailey. I love this guy. He probably bounces off the walls. How on earth do you take two personalities like that, mold them into the chemistry that this team clearly has? Uh, just take me inside the dressing room for a second, and what's it like five minutes before they go on the field? Yeah, I'm not in there five minutes before. I, I don't talk to them in the dressing room. I talk to them outside, and then I let them have their time. Uh, you, you're pretty spot on about those two guys, and the one thing is I don't try to mold them into anything. I want them to be themselves, um, and I want them to, as long as they're putting the team first, you know, so... Uh, that's the one requirement, the one thing we, we do mandate, and it's mandated by the, the players in the locker room. They have such great ownership, the veterans do, uh, over the team that that's, that's is what they expect. So Rashid Bailey can bounce over the, uh, you know, all over the walls, and, and uh, Brandon Alexander can demand the, the most out of, out of uh, his teammates um, because they can be themselves, and they're, and they're leaders in their own. Brandon Alexander is a phenomenal leader, and he has been for yeah. uh, several years. Uh, from the time we stepped on uh, into our radar, he, you know, he was leading, you know, that first day, and now it's he's really expanded his leadership role, and he is a, a huge part of that leadership group. Um, so, you know, the the one thing is, I I, I want them to be themselves, and uh, as long as them being themselves uh, is not putting themselves above the team. Yeah, Brandon Alexander is clearly a special guy. One of the highlights of the COVID break for me 
was an article he wrote on the Blue Bomber uh, app about his experience related to Black Lives Matter. If anyone's not read it, they really should. He's a hugely articulate person. And I will be freezing my butt off on December the 5th, yelling as loud as I can for you. Go Bombers. Thank you. Okay, Andrew, thanks. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Uh, The one area I haven't asked you about is running back. Andrew Harris hasn't played now for a number of weeks. What's the likelihood he'll be ready for the West final on December the 5th? Well, he, you know, as long as he keeps grinding, there's a chance, right? So we'll, uh, we'll see. He'll, he'll keep working. I know he's getting a lot closer uh, than he was a few weeks ago. Very comfortable spot you're in, though, with uh, Brady Oliver and Johnny Augustine if he can't go, right? Well, they, they are good. Yeah, they they they're good. We've we've liked them. I know Johnny's path was a little different than than Brady's, but um, you know Brady getting hurt uh, his his first year sort of opened the door for Johnny a little bit and made us realize that we do have a, a very nice compliment uh, for Andrew with with both Brady and Johnny. So back in the practice field Friday and then watch the game Sunday and then ramp it up next week. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, and the players will get uh, a few more days off later. We'll we'll do some work and then they'll get a, a couple more days uh, to make sure their bodies are, are right. And we'll do this again next Tuesday night. Talk about the Sask-Calgary semifinal and who you're going to play in the West Final. We're out of time, folks. That is it. The Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea. It's brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link Technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner. And it's right here on 680 CJOB.